All right, welcome to episode two of Dr. Will's Straight to Tape with myself, Dr. Will O'Connor, educator, sports scientist, endurance athlete. Really with this series, my goal is to make faster athletes and more informed coaches. So I recently put up a post this week that got some good traction. I'll show it to you. It's called Rest is Best. Uh, and it started with, you know, am I giving up on myself too easy? Am I being soft? Should I just do it? These are thoughts that I have a lot. And as part of my job as like a, a coach and an educator and trying to help athletes become faster, it's around, I guess, take that away, slowing people down. A lot of us, we think, yeah, more is better. You know, if I can just jam in some more training, if I can just do a little bit harder session, then I can get a better reward. And while that's not necessarily wrong, because, you know, if we are able to, the way the, I guess, the human body works, we adapt to stimulus. But without recovery, we don't have ad adaptation. And so when, when I wrote this article, it was based off of an experience I'd had where I, I was really unmotivated and I was tired. So I have this, this two red flag system, which is kind of, I guess, the point of the article to help the, the education process for the athlete and maybe the identification process for uh, the coaches as well. So I have this two red flag process. And I was wanting to go for a run, needed to go for a run, right? I needed to get my training done. I needed to hit my weekly volume. I needed to maintain consistency in order to perform. And so I, I was like, okay, I need motivation. I need to motivate myself to run. And that's kind of red flag number one, where there's something you, you're doing that you love, but you actually need to force yourself to do it. So it's kind of a red flag, right? We, we, It's our choice to do this. And when it becomes a chore, it's not really worth doing. So I drove out to the Blue Lake. I live in Rotorua in New Zealand, and the Blue Lake, Lake Tikitapu is just, it's amazing. It's a beautiful place to run. I went there, I was that'll motivate me. Nice, crisp, clear water, nice trail flowing, nothing too technical. You can kind of switch your brain off and, and just run. So I went out there and I started running and then I was just like not enjoying it. You know, it went, in those times at which it's a slog, real slog to, to do the thing that you love. And that was when it hit me when I was out there and I was thinking to myself, so I've driven to the place that I, I find, you know, the most attractive, the most motivating place to do my training. And I'm doing the thing that I want to be doing, running and training, the thing that I enjoy the most and the place that I, one of the places that I love the most. And I was like, couldn't be asked, <laughs> could not be effed being there. And that was, that was the other red flag I had like the what I call the red flag combo where you can be tired and that's fine you know sometimes it's it can be hard to ju judge we're all busy people we have busy lives and if we try and you know jam and wedge our training into into our busy lives are you physically tired or are you just mentally a bit drained from what's been happening in the office or or at home and so that in that sense just get out and train you know physically you're fine are you adding too much stress? Well, I guess you'll find out and sooner, you know, once you um, maybe get some form of burn, burnout or identify red flag number two. But in the first instance, you're not really going to do yourself any physical harm, like in terms of injury. 
you might increase your tiredness and disengagement at work, lack of concentration. But those things, again, you can identify and pull back and hopefully recover from without physically injuring yourself, which would cause generally like a long-term or chronic break from training. So you've identified that you're a bit tired. You need to kind of peel back what is causing the tiredness. You know, how hard have you been training? How much have you been sleeping? And is it just work related? Are you just tired from concentrating and sitting under fluorescent lights, staring at a computer screen, not moving all day? Because in that sense, you probably feel better off going for a run around, you know, in the forest in your favorite place along the sidewalk, wherever that is. And then the next one is around the, the motivation. So sometimes it can be hard to motivate yourself. You know, it can be pouring rain, it can be cold and it can be dark. But if you're not tired, you know, and you're you're feeling good and you really have no excuses, it's fine to have a bit of a lack of motivation, especially if you're in a real grind phase of your training. You know, it could be a base phase, high mileage phase, or some of these workouts, you know, especially ones I've personally been doing recently to prepare myself for a, a half marathon coming up. They are a grind and they're a real measure of your athletic potential at that point in time because if you can't hit those you know power outputs times distances durations whatever it gives you an indication that mm, yeah you're probably not up to the standard you were hoping for in preparation for this race so when we when we get into that kind of lack of motivation again in isolation that's not necessarily a bad thing but then when we find ourselves so tired that we have to drag ourselves out of bed or really force ourselves to, to get the shoes on because you're just, you know, you're too tired, then you have a lack of motivation. You're like, I'm all I want to do is lie on the couch. You know, I don't I don't even want to think about running or getting on my bike or logging onto Zwift. It's just it's too much. Then that's the point in which you go, I right, this is I'm I'm not enjoying it. And I'm, you know, building fatigue, which is one of the worst things you can do when when you're trying to, you know, adapt and perform because you're lacking recovery in that instance. And that's where it can be hard because we can set out a training plan. I can write a training plan for an individual. I can write one for myself. We can download one off the internet and we can see this beautiful week outlaid and it goes, well, this is the, the path to progression. This is my path to success. And when I don't do that, success is obviously derailed. It's a non-opportunity. And that's just not how the human body works. This is, when I when I write programs, I generally give a kind of disclaimer that this is the best case scenario. This is, you know, you're able to do everything to the letter. If you're on training peaks, it goes green and, and you're on. Uh, you'll continue to progress, no injuries, no niggles, and just everything flows. But as we know in life, the journey is not a linear upward trend. It can be very, uh, you know, variable with lots of peaks and troughs. So you need to set in that there is going to be times at which you just have to switch off and take rest. And taking rest is as important as doing your training. Because so as I outlined in this article, I was like, I need to take a day off, you know, and it sounds kind of it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, when I say it to you guys, like, oh, I need to take one day off. And immediately, you know, I'm like, oh, well, now I'm, I'm fat and I'm fit, right? It's, it's 
I can't, I, I, there's no way I can do these times or perform anymore. So I think um, I have to read back on the article. I took one or two days off and then I just had an amazing weekend of training. I think it was like a Tuesday and then Wednesday, Thursday or something. I took off Friday's easy and uh, I just absolutely destroyed parkrun. One of my best times was like 16 minutes something and then had this awesome long run with my wife, Emma. And I was like, I'm back. You know, it only took this like ridiculously short amount of time, like one or two days to get my sleep back on track, just refocus on my diet and focus on getting things in order in order to can get my training back consistently to the point where I wasn't fighting it you know and sometimes yeah you can you can fight out a Saturday Sunday knowing Monday's easy and the rest of the week is is a recovery week or what I like to call adaptation week because that's that's set that's set within the training plan if you have a coach you can identify some of these uh key flags uh on you know notifications of your building fatigue and they can help you know give you the guidance to recover but really what it comes down to is like you knowing your own self and not using these uh, you know artificial metrics on training peaks on your watch on strava to suggest that you are no longer progressing if your training doesn't meet a certain standard because a lot of these metrics are just they they all go to infinity Essentially, if you build a training load, you have one, and then you plus one, you get two. If you plus another one, you get three. If you plus, that's it. You'll keep, and that that end number represents your fitness. Throw more training, and you'll build fitness. And while that's not necessarily wrong, without the adaptation or the measurement of fatigue, um, and your, I mean comparison to progression you know the rate at which you're building this training load and the time at which you have recently had rest become really important and without identifying your key risk factors for overtraining or you're getting yourself into a position where you're not enjoying training or it's a real drag you need to you know you need to make sure that those things are identified so that you can continue to progress and have confidence that you can take time off because in the end, like we have to enjoy it. No one really cares. No one really cares what time you do. If you went 30 seconds slower than you had hoped to do, the only thing that people care about is how much you enjoyed it and how much you enjoyed the journey to get to the point at which you, you know, got to what, whatever the result is. Uh, recently, you know, I, I collapsed at the 24-hour national champs around the athletics track. I had like a real crap race at uh, the Kepler Ultra. And then I collapsed and got stretched out of Tatawera Ultra. And the whole time, you know, like I put myself out there a bit and I'm just super embarrassed at the performances I outlaid. Like how could I have stuffed up so many important races and well, three ultras in three months and part of it was just like a lack of recovery and uh, putting the pressure on myself to to perform in these situations. Uh, so much so that I think a lot of the, what I was, how I got myself into those positions was thinking externally about, well, if I can train more, that's going to look better. There's going to be the progression that I can talk about. I can, you know, discuss on my other podcast, this podcast, the one I, Performance Vantage podcast I do with Matt Miller. AK MTB PhD shout out and 
you know, and and that's going to be that's going to be everything. Um, but in actual fact, it derailed me from identifying my own key risk factors, not only within training, but within the race itself, and potentially, I don't know, maybe maybe that's what caused um, uh, you know the lack of performances. And then recently, with my two personal bests, as I put in my uh, monthly newsletter that's just come out, you can sign up on my website, drwilloconnor.com, that there were some things, one of the key things, there were four things I identified in getting two new personal bests that I'd done in each race. And uh, one of them was removing the external pressures and being able to switch off and just, you know, measure my performance. Where was I at at that point in time? So that all stemmed from having the confidence to just take rest during that time, like during my build up, knowing the end goal, knowing the path, which is always important, having that plan and knowing that I could filter rest in as I needed, because in the end, it doesn't matter. No one cares. It's all about you and and what you want to achieve within your athletic journey. And then for coaches, it's important to to allow yourself to have the confidence to say, look, you, you know, to an athlete, you need to stop I know Matt Miller has this uh, questionnaire that he gives when he signs on a new athlete and he says, when was the last time you had one week off the bike? And when was the last time you had like a month off the bike? And right there, he has he's had enough experience to say, all right, well, two weeks off the bike doing nothing. And that's a hard thing to do when someone's paid you to say, tell me how to train better, tell me how to get better. And you say, do nothing. Uh, but oftentimes like that's that's what's needed. And so taking, having the confidence to take time off, rest is best, is going to allow you to continue to perform, but somehow make sure it's factored into your training and make sure it's factored into your psyche that you don't have to continuously put, put you know, output on top of output to build these metrics or to build your, your quote unquote fitness, because there's performance measures that you should be doing, whether that's in, in your, you know, training or it's key races uh, that will give you the real indication of how you're progressing. So that is episode two on Dr. Will's Straight to Tape. So these go live off of Facebook, upload them to YouTube. There's also the podcast. Um, You can find it all on my website or some other Instagram or something or other. Um, Until next time, guys, hopefully next Friday, 8am, I'll see you there. All right, let's see how we turn this thing off now.